How the hell are you, Johnny Reb, Revelation Radio? Another episode for you guys today. So uh, I'm going to extend a little apology to my listeners today. I'm on my way home, so I'll be mobile today, driving in my truck. Um, you might hear a little ambient noise, so I apologize for that. Um, but on this episode, it's just been really pissing me off lately. Um, something I want to talk about, and it has to do with just people taking advantage of other people. It's a really simple concept. It's been going on forever, and I'm just sick and tired of it. Um, you know, it, it stems back, for me personally, it stems back from, you know, when I was in grade school. It, and, I mean, listeners, you guys can attest, it's probably stemmed back longer for you. You can look back in history. It's been going on since the fucking beginning of time, and it just needs to fucking stop. And... You know, it's just, it goes for anything and everything. It's any chance a person gets to take advantage of another person, they're going to fucking do it. And it just makes me sick. And I'm I'm just tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of taking it in the ass for it. And, you know, I, I, I'm a kind of person that if I, I got to bite my tongue. You know, on this show... I say what I want to say, and I don't give a shit, and I like that, you know. I, you know, and I've had few, I've had people that have written to me saying, "Hey, I found your show on you know iHeartRadio or iTunes, and I gave a listen, and you know you're too rough around the edges, and I quit listening." Okay, thanks. I don't give a shit. You know, you don't like the show, then don't listen to the show. I've had a few people that say, man, I really like the way you just call it like it is. And I can relate to that. And I can't wait till I hear another episode. All right, man, I appreciate it. Keep listening. You know, tell your friends, whatever. I, I hope that this show takes off and I hope that more people listen. But if I offend people and I don't have a billion followers, okay. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. So let me step off my podium and get back down to what I'm saying. So here's the here's the deal, okay? I've never I haven't always been this way. Um, the truth is, when I was growing up, I was soft spoken. Um, I guess I didn't really fit into a lot of social groups. I was kind of like your your band geek, so to speak, uh, your artist, your whatever. I tried to fit in, never did, never had a big group of friends. I got picked on all the fucking time. Um, shoved into lockers, duct tape in the hair, um, nicknames. Uh, never really athletic, so when it came time for gym class, got pushed around, tripped, uh, four eyes, glasses, you know, the whole gamut. And I, I never really stuck up for myself because... I didn't want to get into fights and get beat up. I was always afraid to fight, you know, that whole thing. And I'm sure either you, yourself, or you knew somebody who was like this. Um, so fast forward, right? Uh, I'm not going to get into it now, but there was a large portion of my adult life that I essentially got reprogrammed to feel numb, to, to not feel... Um, 
that pain and the name calling and the degrading comments and essentially I, I got reprogrammed and I don't know I guess somewhere along the line I took you know my past of being victimized and somewhere along the lines I decided that I'm not gonna let people get treated that way and I kind of transformed into the other side of things where I wanted to stick up for people that were like that that were being treated that way and um I, I, you know, I know what it felt like to feel that way, and I know what it felt like to be taken advantage of, and it, it holds a real deep spot for me, and I don't tolerate that shit. I don't tolerate it when people get taken advantage of, when people get made fun of, you know, so on and so forth. I'm not going to kick the can here with this, but... So let's just get down to it, okay? I've, intro- I've I've beaten the introduction to a fucking pulp here, and you guys are like, get the fuck on with it. I have stuff to do. All right, I feel you. Let's go on with it. So long story short, I'm going to bring you up to speed. Uh, in, the, in the course of the last nine months with, with my life here, here's what's been going on, all right? So we got this dog, right, this puppy, German Shepherd puppy. Uh, we brought the puppy home about six months old little cute shit right um so we we always tied the dog up when it went outside for training and stuff like that and this dog you know um one time i was taking the dog outside and and i had my hand on on his collar and i went to uh, grab the collar take him outside and hook him up right so i had him outside I i was going outside and this walker was coming by and the dog broke free of my grasp ran up with his tail wagon and started to sniff this walker like a dog would do right this dog's not aggressive it's a fucking puppy and the walker immediately screams help me and she's in the street right and i run after my dog i'm calling his name and stuff like that and i want to gain control of the dog again and i don't know this woman she screams help me punches my dog twice in the muzzle right in the fucking face right punches him in the face and kicks him in the rib cage. All and, and I'm running. So this happens all within a, a split second, right? Punches him twice in the face, kicks him in the rib cage. He lashes out and bites her just below the ass and the upper thigh. All in the midst of a second, I grab his collar, get him back in the house to my wife. I shut the door, right? I run back out here, see how she's doing. Are you okay, ma'am? First thing she says to me is stay back with her arm out. Stay back. I don't want COVID. So, literally, this has happened all within 30 seconds. My dog breaks free, runs up to sniff this walker. She punches him twice in the face, kicks him in the rib cage. He bites her. I get him in the house. Stop. I don't want COVID. I just want to make sure she's okay. I don't, I didn't see what happened. Turns out my dog nipped her. Um... We talk about this, you know, hey, I'm sorry. Is there anything I can do? Um, she told me she's not, <clears throat> excuse me, not going to report this. It's a first-time incident. Keep my dog under control, blah, blah, blah. Um, she said if it happens again, she's going to call it in. I thank her. You know, I say if you want to, you know, if you go in right away and have this looked at, um, you know, send me the bill, I'll do whatever I can. You know, I'm trying to make peace and make sure it's okay. I'm trying to do the right thing. I feel bad. I'm human. 
My dog is six months old. He's a puppy, okay? Hadn't even been neutered yet. Has all the shots, he's good, rabies, all that kind of stuff, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a good citizen, I take care of my pets. I teach my pets not to bite fucking idiots, right? And anywho, she starts walking, right? I've been down this road before, not trusting people. I so much as get in the house, I call the sheriff and I say, look, we had an incident here, this is what's going on. Sheriff says, oh, yeah, she's actually on the other line right now filing a report. And I, I, I laughed. All I could do is laugh because I fucking knew it. I fucking knew she was going to call it in. And I guess in retrospect, you know, I don't know. Would I have called it in? Maybe. But I guess I questioned why she would call it in considering she fucking assaulted my dog. But we'll get there. So... I filed my report. I said, this is what happened, you know. She, the dog walked out there to sniff her hand. She punched him twice. And he goes, whoa, 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 whoa. She, she hit your dog? I said, well, yeah. She punched him in the face twice and then kicked him in the ribcage. And that's when he bit her. He said, well, she didn't disclose that. I said, well, of course she didn't. You know, she's not going to admit that she assaulted my dog. You know, any person who gets bit by a dog is not going to say, oh, by the way, I punched them first. So needless to say, we got two police reports here. And, and the deputy that I spoke to informed me that the victim's police report and my police report were verbatim all the way up to the discrepancy of the assault. The dog running up to her with his tail wagging, sniffing her hand. I mean, this was to a T. And all of a sudden, hers leaves out the fact that she punched him twice and kicked him in the ribcage. So, okay. The deputy tells me that he advised her to seek medical attention right away because it's a canine bite. And I informed the deputy that I told her that as well, that if she seeks medical attention, I'll pay for the bill. He thought that was a really nice gesture. Okay, perfect. You know, here we go. Nothing happens. Time's quiet. Two days later, I get a call from Animal Control. Said they're going to come pick up my dog. He's got to face a 10-day quarantine. So I look into the statute and find out that this 10-day quarantine can be served in our home. They don't have to come get him. He argues with me and says, nope, that used to be the case, but now I have to come get him. He's got to stay here because we have to monitor him for rabies. So I argue with him tell him that the statute says otherwise and he doesn't have rabies we have his rabies shot he gives me some bullshit argument about nope that's not that and blah 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 and this is what we have to do no i don't know any better so i'm scared this first time it's ever happened so we just got this dog you know and all right you know we got to do what we got to do and he assures me hey it's you know this is okay this is not the end of the world and we'll take good care of him this is a great place for him to run and He'll think it's a vacation because we'll send you videos and we'll send him pictures. He gets one-on-one attention. And he's going on and on and on about how great this place is. You know, county canine, law enforcement canines get sent there all the time for their vacation. And he'll have plenty of other shepherds to play with. And trust me, this is not bad at all. It makes it sound really bad, but it's really not. And, you know, if you'd like us to send you stuff, we'll send it to you all day, every day. We'll just make you feel right at home here. All right. So he shows up. I take the dog out on a collar, on a leash, you know, and 
escort him down to the squad. And this dog wants nothing to do with this guy. He is passive. He dragging his feet. He wants nothing to do. He does not want to get in the car. And I should have paid attention in retrospect here. But I forced him in the car. My family's crying. I'm keeping it together because I, I I don't know whether, whether I'm sad, scared, or angry because this is bullshit. Uh, the animal control officer feels that uh, the bite was provoked, or excuse me, that was unprovoked. His records say that it was unprovoked bite, that this dog just lashed out at this person walking by and this kind of behavior can't be tolerated. Even though I explained that she punched and kicked him and we had another witness there, I'm not going to say who it was here, but there was a witness to this that came forward and said that, yes, I saw the I saw the incident and this woman did punch and kick the dog. That doesn't matter though. It was it was unprovoked. So my dog leaves. Um, animal control is roughly half an hour from our home. I gave it two hours without hearing a word before I sent a text message saying, how is everything? Did he get settled in okay? How is he doing? Got no response. I waited another hour and a half before I said the same thing. I got a response saying, he's fine. Can I get a picture? No response. Finally, by 11 o'clock that night, I get a picture of my dog. How is he settling in? No response. The next day, I sent messages, no response. I had to wait two days before I got a nasty message saying, we are monitoring him for rabies. It is not our job to analyze him. And this set the presence of how they were going to be taking care of my dog. I did not get pictures or videos from him, from them. I did not get any sort of inkling whether he was being taken care of, had one-on-one attention. All the bullshit that Animal Control talked to me about. All the stuff they said he was going to be getting taken care of. What was happening now was they were starting to take advantage of me. They were starting to play their game. And what I started finding out through talking to friends, family, um, other entities of, uh, you know, canine entities that deal with canines and animal control... When I brought up the name of this animal control officer, everyone knew that this guy was bad news. Everyone said, oh, you're dealing with him. You need to watch him. You do not trust this man. You need to make sure your dog is taken care of. You need to make sure your dog is okay. They started talking to us in a way that gave me that holy shit factor that what the fuck's going on here. And then, because I don't have my dog right now, I started getting really overprotective. I started calling them, texting them, saying, how is he doing? What's going on? I want to know what's going on. They would ignore my text. They would not call me back. And when they did call me, they were nasty. They were telling me to back off. They know what they're doing. Leave them alone. All this sort of thing. So I started documenting every uh, every correspondence I had with them. Because I had a feeling this rainy day would come to where I was going to need it. Ten days went by. It was time to pick up our dog. The dog we picked up was not the dog we dropped off. He was skinny. You could see his ribs. He was mangy. He was losing clumps of fur. He was shaking. He was scared. He got home. He projectile vomited several times all over the house. He wouldn't eat. Um, Very textbook case and symptoms of animal abuse and animal cruelty. I called the vet. 
they verified it. They said, where was your dog? Because he's uh, exhibiting behaviors of animal abuse. And I explained he was at uh, animal control. And they said, well, where was it? And I explained uh, who, the, who it was, who had him. And again, same thing I heard from the friends and the other entities is that um, these people are awful and you need to steer clear of them. So I have my dog. And then I get a letter from Animal Control saying that my dog is now a potentially dangerous animal and I have to do this, that, and the other thing because he's potentially dangerous. And now that I got my dog back, his behavior is different. He is now vicious. He is now barking at anybody. He's biting people. He's lashing out. His behavior is off off the chart. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what happened when he was there. This is not the dog that we once had. He is out of control. Um... We had him on a, on a leash on the cable. He broke the cable out of the ground and went after another dog. Bit the other dog, now he's a dangerous dog. Now we have to keep him in a caged kennel outside with a muzzle with an electric collar shock collar deal on him. He's got, we have to put these signs in our yard. Um, animal control is coming over. They want to have us have these dangerous dog signs in our yard every 10 feet. We have to have a sign in our yard now. The dog can't be outside unless he's on a leash or inside this um, caged area that's bolted to the ground with a top on it. Um, where they're telling us that if there's one more incident, he's going to be euthanized. Animal Control text messages me every night between 8 and 9 o'clock asking me if I've gotten these signs yet, asking me if I've gotten the cage, asking me if I purchased $300,000 liability insurance for my dog. They're harassing me every single night, and you want to know Why? because they feel they can and I've just about fucking had it with them my dog is not a vicious dog when my dog was out of control after we picked them up from animal control we called saving shepherds and didn't know what to do we are going to surrender him they told us the uh, name of a guy that trains dangerous dogs with bite issues and behavioral patterns and said he will save your dog take him to him He will train your dog. And we did. We drove um, about two hours to take him there. He cost us quite a bit of money. I'll just say it was an investment. He was there for more than six weeks at the facility to be completely reprogrammed. I have um, behavior training, off-leash training. Uh, He had fear imprint conditioning. You name it. I mean, he did a complete overhaul on his mental status. And the dog we picked up from that trainer is now the dog we have at home. He listens to commands. He is a big, giant teddy bear. Um, He is a family dog. It is amazing. It is absolutely, absolutely amazing what this place did with our dog. We are still making payments to this place. And if you or you know anybody who has a dog that's out of control that you don't know what to do with, and it's a behavior issue, it's a bite issue, it's lashing out, it's out of control behavior, and you don't want to get rid of that dog, you want to save that dog, revelationradioofficial at gmail.com. Email me. I will give you the name of this trainer. Absolutely phenomenal. I cannot emphasize this enough. This guy saved our dog's life. I shit you not. There is no way we thought anybody could fix our dog. 
he was out of control. I had him on a leash. I had him on a choke collar. He would broke out of our choke collar. Literally, this dog was out of fucking control because of what animal control did to him. We took him for, I think it was about eight weeks at this facility. And when we picked him up, he was like, you know, a law enforcement canine. I mean, he still needs some work, don't get me wrong. But he knows commands. He listens. He's he's a goddamn good dog right now. And we are still fighting animal control. So seriously, if you need guys, guys, anyone out there needs help with their dog, it's going to be an investment. I'm not going to lie to you. Revelation Radio Official at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'm going to get you guys information, get you his name, his contact number. Reach out. Go meet the guy. Um, he's won so many awards for behavior and, um, and dog training. He, he does boarding and dog training. Um, he trains law enforcement canines, the whole gamut. Um, not just shepherds. He does every dog. Um, specializes in behavioral patterns, that sort of thing. At any rate, um, right now, uh, we're getting down there for the half an hour time frame here, guys. But right now, um, as it stands, I hired an attorney who specializes in getting dangerous dog titles lifted on animals who are not dangerous dogs. I am very fortunate to have someone hear my case and volunteer to foot the bill for the attorney. Someone donated the retainer for an attorney for me just simply to get this animal control officer um, out of the job. They want to remove his job, remove his credentials. They want to get him fired and lose his license and have him behind bars. And they asked me, if they foot the bill for this, will I help that fight? And use, I said, you goddamn right I will. I will fight the fight. I will help get this asshole out of his position and get him behind bars where he belongs. And they said, if I help the fight, they will, they will pay for the attorney. And I said, fine. Where do I got to sign? Let's do this. Um, I found I am one of six people in this area where I live that has had this particular lawn, this particular animal control officer uh, swindle his way into their lives and remove their dog. All because of nothing. So he's a shady, shady fucking asshole. And I cannot wait to help put him behind bars. This all coming, like I said, people taking advantage of people. Man, nothing pisses me off more, especially when it happens to me. Man, you know, I started this podcast, Revelation Radio, for several reasons. Revelation, you know, is the last chapter in the Bible. It talks about God's second coming. It talks about the end of the world. This is an opportunity for everyone. If, if you're talking about a spiritual end of things, a religious end of things, it's, it's a, your last chance. Okay, if you want to get into this end, I called it this because this is your last chance to change your life. You have one fucking chance now to change or you're going to hell. That's This is what this is about. And this is my chance to speak my mind. Okay? Also, revelation is to reveal. To reveal the truth, which is what I've been doing with pedophilia, with the government. It's to say the truth. It's to quit fucking sugarcoating shit and say what's really going on you know how many times is it like oh look at what's going on you guys you know look at for example people magazine i don't give a shit about people magazine my wife does she's into that she gets people magazine the other day she goes look it's on the cover of people magazine and i said okay it's fucking kanye west and kim kardashian something about how they're getting a divorce because kanye's 
fucking batshit crazy. Why is this on the cover of People when it really should be what's going on in the world? That's exactly why. The media is blindfolding society because look, oh my God, Kanye and Kim are getting involved. Oh my God, let's read about this. So you get your mind off what's really going on. Time to reveal the truth. No one wants to know the truth. They don't want you to know what's really going on so that they can continue doing it. Let's continue raping children. Let's continue doing that. Let's continue pushing forward with the presidential election here, getting Biden in office so we can legalize pedophilia. Let's make it a sexual orientation so it's legal for 45-year-old men to have sex with 16-year-old boys and girls. Let's make that legal. That's what we're trying to get through here, huh? Don't bring attention to it. Let's talk about Kim and Kanye quick. Come on, let's talk about that. Get your mind over here so we don't have to talk about that over there. Revelation, guys. Reveal this stuff. It's coming. It's happening. You want to know the truth? Right now, 2021. That's what it is right now, right? We can all agree on that. This world will not be here in 40 years. And some of you are going, okay, whatever, Rev. Okay, listen. I speak the truth, guys. I'm not going to fuck with you. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I've read the words. I've done the math. And I'm okay with it, all right? It is what it is. If you read the book all the way through, you can look at history and show that everything written in that book has already happened. Everything that's happening right now around us is currently happening in the book of Revelation. If you follow that book all the way through, it talks about Jesus' second coming. We already know it's happening. We already know it's going to happen. It's not stupid. You know, it's going to happen. We already know that. All right? If you do the math, figure it out. This world, this earth that we're walking on will not be here in the next 40 years. 35, 40, 45, somewhere in there. It will be over. We'll all be gone. And that's the way it is. So here's my point. Do not let people take advantage of you. Do not fucking allow it. If you need to stand up for yourself and find a set of balls and say, I'm not going to let you fucking do this to me, then do it. Life is short as it is. And if you're anywhere in your middle age or even younger, some of my listeners are in high school, in college. Guys, you're not going to see the end of the, you're going to see the end of the world. You're not going to see your you're not going to see your kids grow up. Okay? I'm sorry. I'm giving you a fucking reality check here. I'm looking at my kid right now and I try not to think about it, but I'm not going to get to see him grow up. I'm not going to get to see his kids. That's just the reality of the time in which I was born. You know, in the timeline of the biblical deal with Jesus and God, and if if you're a real believer in that kind of stuff, which I am, you got to recognize this kind of shit. It's just not going to happen. We as a human society have fucked up beyond repair. The last time we did this and we screwed up this bad, 
God created that fucking told Noah to create the ark and wiped the world clean and started fresh. Okay? And in the Bible, it's written again that we will do this again. And the second coming, the second time this happens, Jesus comes and says, you know what? You're done. And the earth is no more. And he fucking wipes her clean. Okay? First time was Noah. Second time was Jesus comes down and just says, fucking, you're done. And those of you who need to go to hell, go to hell. The rest of you are coming to heaven and the earth is done. And light, and that's it. Hell is the rest and heaven is the rest and that's it. That That's what's coming. That's right around the corner and it's happening in the next 40 years. You don't believe me? Read the book. Do the math. Call, and if you don't want to and you're lazy, call a priest. Call the Pope. Call the bishop. I don't fucking care. Check up on me. You know, fucking question it. Don't just take my word for it. That's the whole beauty of Revelation Radio, guys. I've said this before. I'm telling you guys what I find to be the truth. If you don't believe me and you're calling my bullshit, then fucking look it up. Call me out on it. If you find me to be bullshitting, shoot me the email. RevelationRadioOfficial at gmail.com Get on the radio with me here. Let's have a podcast. Let's have an episode where you and I negotiate. Let's go back and forth. Let's discuss this. I will put money on it. I'll put my best whiskey on it. That I'm not bullshitting this, you guys. It's going to happen within the next 40 years. It can happen tomorrow. It's not going to. It'll be a little longer than that. I am not going to die of old age. I'm going to die because this world's going to fucking crumble in front of my eyes. And I'm going to be forced to meet my maker. Live and in person. That's how it's going to happen. I'm going to get to see that day. It's going to happen in my lifetime. And truth be told, I'm excited for it. Because the way this society is going and the way this life is going. Fuck, I don't want to be part of this, man. This shit's bad. The way people are treating each other. You know, I talked about this fucking animal control. Dude, that's my story, okay? That's mine. I don't know how many times I hear about people in general treating other people like shit. You know, high school kids treating high school kids like shit. And that's fucking high school, dude. Teenagers. You guys don't even have your fucking license yet and you're already treating each other like shit. People getting mad at someone next to him. You know, the other day I saw a guy flat tire on his truck. He's laying underneath it trying to get a jack on his truck. It's full of ice, laying on the ground, freezing his nuts off. Lady next to him, really nice car. She goes, says to the guy under the car, she goes, I hope you don't spray my car with that ice from your truck. And I thought, what a bitch. Here you got a guy where I think it was about 13 degrees outside. You got a guy laying on the ice, reaching under his truck to try to jack it up so he can fix his flat tire and go home to his family. And this bitch, the only thing she can say is something about spraying her car with snow and ice. How about, hey, can I help you? Do you need some help? 
Is there someone I can call? Do you need me to hold something for you? And granted, by the looks of this lady, she couldn't have helped him. But how about some compassion? The guy looked like he was a blue-collar worker. I'm sure he could have handled it himself. But come on. Where's the compassion? Why didn't she think first? What, about, what was this guy's day like? He probably had a good day, but let's just say hypothetically, what if his day sucked? What if the last thing he wanted to do was to come out and have to change a tire? What if he just wanted to go home? And the last thing he saw was to come out to a flat tire. And now he's trying to change it on the fucking icy ground in the 13 degree weather. And he's got some snubby bitch giving him two cents of her time as she pulls out in her nice car. We don't need this, you guys. Nobody needs this shit. And that's all it is. It's everything from animal control and my bullshit incident to this woman just snubbing this guy, man. It's little things. Everything from the little thing to the big thing. Kindness, man. Be kind. If you see someone being taken advantage of, step in. Help them out. And don't ever fucking let me catch you taking advantage of somebody else. I will knock you clear on your ass. And that's a promise. We have got to come together. There is too much negativity. There's too much fucking snide assholes out there looking for that one moment to jump in and take advantage of someone less fortunate. Don't let that person be you and don't let someone less fortunate get taken advantage of in front of you. Step in and be that person's keeper. Help them out. People need help. They need people like you to step in and help them. Nothing pisses me off more than to see someone get taken advantage of. We might have to make this a two-part segment. This is our, We're already over on time, guys. I'm going to cut this one short. I'll be back for another segment on this, all right? It's Johnny Rev, Revelation Radio. Thanks for listening, guys.